Thank you for listening to the Zaner Ministries podcast with evangelist Nick Zaner. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or at zanerministries.com. Now, here's evangelist Nick. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the broadcast. I'm evangelist Nick coming to you live from the Lehigh Valley in Pennsylvania. Hope you all are doing well on day, what is it, day number eight of pressing in for 21 days through prayer and fasting. And uh, I'm, I know I'm feeling great today. I hope you are too. You know, it's once you get to this point, you start feeling really, really good. And uh, I hope you guys are too. Today is going to be a day where we're going to grow, where we're going to change, we're going to transform. This week is all about transformation. This is Transformation Week. We are, we are going to go from glory to glory, from faith to faith, from strength to strength. And so the Lord put it on my heart that every Tuesday and Thursday night is going to be strictly on faith and building the viewer's faith so that they can run to win, number one. That's our theme of the year. But you can hold uh, those things which you've been believing God for for years, that this is the year that you actually obtain the promises of God. And the only way to do it is through faith and understanding how faith works, how to use your faith uh, just like a muscle, and uh, it's going to be powerful. And we're going to transform through God's Word. As you can see by the title here, today is about having an eternal perspective. Having an eternal perspective. If I was going to give it a title for today, that's what I would title it. Because, you know, I woke up this morning and uh, just had uh, eternity on my heart and on my mind. And, you know, the whole purpose of why we exist um, as a ministry is to help people um, receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. The whole reason why you're watching right now, if you haven't, we can pray with you and you can you can get born again. But the whole reason why you're watching now is because you believe in Jesus and that he is the way to heaven. I mean, this is all about heaven is our home. We're here on earth uh, to get as many people as possible to heaven. And so we need to retrain our thinking in like Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. I, I mentioned it yesterday, but I'll, I'll mention it again today. It says, be transformed, verse 2, by the renewing of your mind. And so one of the things we need to renew our mind to on a daily basis is uh, we are living for eternity, and we are in preparation for eternity. You should, you should write that down. We are all, every single person, I don't care if they believe in God, they don't believe in God, we're all in preparation for eternity. And so us being believers, knowing what the Bible says, and we believe that Jesus is the way, He is the truth, He is the life, that God's Word is infallible, that God's Word is true, that God is not a man that should lie, nor the son of man that should repent. We believe this. And so, therefore, we need to do everything possible to tell as many people as possible and give them the opportunity um, to receive Jesus to make heaven their home. And so, today I want to get into this because it doesn't just happen overnight. You know, it, it can, but, you know, you can you got to catch eternity in your heart, in your mind. You know, there's people who are... They know that they're saved, they're born again, they're going in heaven, uh, they're good people in church. However, they don't live with, a, with an eternal perspective, uh, where every single day, you know, maybe it's just me, I hope it's some of you too, but every single day, you know, when I see people 
And it's not like I'm constantly thinking this, but I know at the end of the day, the people I interact with is either going to one or two places, heaven or hell. And I know that Jesus is the answer. And I know that God is a good God and he doesn't desire anyone should go to go to hell, but he's waiting that many come to repentance. That's first Peter two, verse 24, that he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So God is waiting for Jesus to come back so more people can be saved. And so our job uh, is, not our job, but our existence is to tell as many people about Jesus so that they're ready for eternity. Now, if we aren't thinking that way, if we aren't thinking eternally all the time, we can miss uh, these opportunities. We can miss that. And so that's why our number one objective as a ministry is to win the lost. And it constantly, every single day, it puts it before us that we are in an eternal battle between the souls of men and women, that they're either going to one place or the other. They're either going to heaven or they're going to hell. You know, and that's why we must constantly keep our mind on the uh, things above and not on things beneath, because it's easy to get caught up in the cares of life. Uh, The book of Mark talks about how the seed is sown into different soils and different hearts. Excuse me as I take a drink. This is a great drink called, and I'm getting no royalties or nothing, but it's called Body Armor, the light version. It's very good, full of electrolytes, and it's no sugar, and it's really good, uh, especially during a fast. Those who are looking for something else to drink other than water, that's a good one. But we we have to think of be eternally minded. We have to, we have to um, change the way we see people. And I pray today that you uh, ask the Lord and maybe make it part of your prayer time that God would break your heart for souls, that He would open your eyes to the reality of people in how much he loves them and how much he desires them to go to heaven and to change your thinking in that area because it will change every single part of your being. It will literally change. You know, for me, it changes like, why even go to church? Why even pray? Why even fast? Why even uh, am in ministry? Why even read the Bible? You know, yes, it's me. I'm reading this, but this is preparing me for eternity. This Bible is helping me here on the earth, but it's preparing me for eternity. Um, It's preparing me to reach other people. It's preparing me to help others. And so this whole thing is about the Great Commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Um, and, you know, we, we've gone out many times. Many of you watching, I've gone out with you or I've helped train you to go soul winning. And that's part of it. But what's going to continue to what's going to cause you to continue to drive after uh, souls is having an eternal perspective. And so I want to read from the Bible here and uh, the Lord quickened this passage to me in Colossians chapter three. And I'm going to read a good portion here, but I want you to stay with me. Three verse one, it says, if you then were raised with Christ. So how many have been raised with Christ? You've been born again. That means you're raised with Christ. You should seek these things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Verse two, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. I'm going to pause right there. You should write that in your notes. Verse two, set your mind on on things above, not on things on the earth. See, when you have a perspective of eternity, you are setting your mind on things above. 
You're setting your mind on the reality. This is the reality. That it's appointed unto man once to die and then the, the judgment. So every person living right now, if Jesus tarries 125 years from today, we will all either be in heaven or we will be in hell. There's an eternal thing. So we need to set our minds on things above. When you have a heavenly vision for your life, when you have an eternal vision for your life, which we do, you know, it's all about populating heaven and plundering hell. When you set your mind on things above and not on things on the earth, you live, you live differently. You think differently. You operate differently. And so we need to do that because the thing is, is things here on the earth are temporal. Everything's temporal. Even the challenges you're facing right now, the challenges, the things you're believing God for on your list of prayer points. And you should be, I'm not saying neglect the things on the earth. We need these things. We're here right now. We need to occupy until he comes. So that means to do business. It means to continue about life. I'm not saying neglect them. That's not what the, even the Bible saying. But on the in the back of your mind, you need to understand that your decisions don't just affect now. It affects eternity. And so we need to set our minds on things above. And when you do, your decisions will change. Your actions will change. You know, that's why I don't have a problem tithing to my local church because I'm giving finances towards eternity. One, I'm storing up treasures in heaven because I'm giving it to the Lord. But two, as my church goes and wins souls, as my church expands the kingdom of God, I'm a part of that. Amen. And those who are part of the Z team, you're a part of what God is doing with us. You're a part of it. That's why we're a team. That's why, you know, you're setting your, your when you do that, you know, financially, your time, even your time. So I can talk about finances. I can talk about time. Even the time spent during a time of prayer, fasting, seeking the Lord, soul winning. These are not wasted things. You're setting your mind on things above so that you um, are making proper decisions that aren't just impacting now, they're going to impact eternity. And so we must, you know, this is our job. This is, is it tells us to do this. God's not going to do this for you. He says, set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. Verse three, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You should say that out loud in your home. My life is hidden with Christ in God. So Paul said it in another passage in the Bible. He said, I know it's not I who live, but Christ who lives within me. So he, it's not your hit. Your life is hidden with Christ. And what was Christ's mandate? Luke 10, verse 19. The Son of Man did not come. The Son of Man came to this earth to seek and save those who are lost. And that's our job, too. That's our job, too. But, you know, at one point, thank God. I mean, think about it. I don't know your story, uh, but thank God somebody in your life had an eternal perspective and preached the gospel to you and you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I mean, just think about that for a second. You know, you know that you got born again because someone had an eternal perspective. Now, the, the sad reality is this. Most churches today uh, are going and getting caught up in this wave of culture and all these things temporary on the earth and all the nonsense that's happening and they're getting away from being eternally minded. They're, they have no eternal perspective. It's not even about people getting to heaven. Now they're trying to write away heaven. They're trying to write away hell. They're trying to write away what the Bible plainly teaches. And so uh, we 
need to be careful of that. That's why the Bible talks to be, you know, be careful of false prophets and false doctrines and these things. We need to be careful of that. But, you know, what will help you steer away from that nonsense is having the perspective that Jesus came. You know, John 3, 16, how can people forget this, uh, the basic most known scripture in the whole entire Bible that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe upon him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So in other words, the whole reason why Jesus came is so people could have everlasting life and shall not perish. What is he talking about? Everlasting life. He's talking about eternity. He's talking about, hey, if you believe in those who believe in Jesus will have an eternal life with him, and those who do not will perish. That's black and white. That's There's no gray areas with that. And that's why we must, we must. And so you have to retrain your mind. And what will help you um, is just obviously just reading the Bible. But, you know, you might have to for a while be like, man, pray, make it a prayer point. Lord, open the eyes of my understanding to people. You know, if you're going to be an effective uh, witness and an effective Christian on this side of eternity, you have to have this. I mean, I don't care. You don't have to be called to be an evangelist, but especially if you're called to be an evangelist, it's not about getting the microphone and and preaching um, and having a, a multi-million member church or whatever, and it, it has nothing to do with souls. No, the whole thing is to do with souls. You can have both. I'm not against both. I'm for both or, you know, multi-million members. I don't know if anybody has millions, but they have like 500,000 people churches and there's big churches. But the reality is this, you know, if it's not about souls, it's a waste of time. It's not even, it's not even eternally minded. It's, it's, uh, it's temporal things. You know, people, people do that all the time in the business world. They build big businesses and, you know, skyscrapers and all that. And great. I'm happy for them. I'm not against that, but you know, great for that. But if it's not built on eternity, it's just wood, hay, and stubble. It's just, it's nonsense. It's, it's not, it's not going to count in eternity. Jesus said, you'll either have precious stones, onyx, and jewels, or wood, hay, and stubble, and it will go through the fire. And when it goes through the fire, whatever remains is what you get as your gift unto the Lord. And many people are not living for eternity. And, you know, my job is not to go around and beat everybody down because they're not. My job is to go around and encourage as many people as possible to get on with God's plan so that when they get to heaven, they're going to have something to present to God. Because the only thing, you should write this in your notes and, and, and get this in your heart and spirit, the only thing we can take with us to heaven is people. That's it. People. That's why people is the most people is the most precious thing. You are the most precious thing to God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that what? He can reap many sons and daughters. He could redeem us back to him. He can redeem his family. He can redeem his children because he loves people. God, you know, the day is going to come when this earth get this in your understanding today. I mean, I feel eternity in my heart today. Get this in your heart, that the reality is the Bible says that he flooded the earth during Noah's time with water, but when he comes back, he's going to destroy this earth with fire. 
And that's in the book of Revelation. He's going to destroy this earth, and then he's going to create a new earth. We're going to live and rule and reign with Christ. And so everything you see around you, your house, your car, everything besides your family, and I pray that they get saved soon and quickly before he comes back, and we believe we're standing with you that they will, but everything around you, these TVs, these cameras, these lights, this building I'm in, it's all going to be destroyed by fire one day. It, it literally, the more you get eternally minded, the less things on this earth matter. And it doesn't mean you can't have things. I'm for things. I'm, I'm for prosperity. I'm for it. I'm 100% for prosperity. We should be prosperous. Why? Number one reason, so we can be a blessing to bless others, so we can get more people saved. You know, if I had a million dollars land in the ministry account today, I'm already going to call three to four pastors that I know and say, hey, I want to do a mass crusade in your city. Let's do it. Because I'm not, I'm not, we're not getting money to just have, and it's great to have it, but we're getting money to go after people. And so we can go after souls, so we can go after others. And the reality is, is as you do that, hey, God bless you, Pastor Joseph. Love you. As you do go after souls, you're, you're fulfilling Matthew 6.33 that says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Write that verse in your Bible. or Highlight that verse in your Bible and write it in the notes. Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. Well, how can you seek the kingdom of God and not have souls... In the as a priority, that's you cannot have a kingdom without citizens. You cannot have a kingdom without people. We make up the kingdom. A king without people to rule is just a guy in his basement pretending to play Dungeons and Dragons, and you know, and being a weirdo. You know, you you have to have people. You have to have people you're leading. That's what makes you a king. And so we're seeking a kingdom. Jesus is the king. We're a part of the kingdom. And our job is to populate the kingdom as much as possible. Our job is to to win as many people to the Lord and tell as many people as possible that Jesus is coming. Why? Because we have an eternal perspective. Because we have eyes to see and ears to hear, like Jesus said. Jesus said that. And he, you know, the one who reveals what I'm talking to you today is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will be the one to reveal eternity in your heart and in your mind. And he does the work in you first to do it through you. And he's doing a work in you. And what he's doing is he's opening your eyes to the reality uh, of eternity. And I'm telling you, when you begin to break for souls, you will see your coworkers different. You will see your family different. You will see your uh, the kids at school differently. You know, you will act differently. You will make decisions differently. And you have to um, allow the Lord to do the work. I don't know how to how else to put this out there, but you have to. You have to. And then the Bible says, I'll read it again. For you, you died. We died. We died. When did we die? We're alive right now, but we're living sacrifices. But we died when we said, Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. At that moment, you died to yourself and you came alive with Christ. That's what water baptism is. Water baptism is a um, symbolic of you being uh, dead in Christ. And then you go down into the water and then you come up alive in Christ. That's why we water baptize. And so literally you are dead 
to yourself and your life is hidden with God or with Christ in God. And then it says, when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Amen. And so we have to be eternally perspective. We must be eternally minded. Hallelujah. And so when you're eternally minded, you'll make different decisions. This is what the Bible goes on to say in the context. I think it's worth mentioning to help you all today. How many are enjoying this teaching today? Verse 5 says, Therefore, Colossians 3, verse 5, for those tuning in, Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth. So in other words, if we're, when you become a, when you start saying, Lord, break my heart for souls. Lord, do a work in me to do it through me. Lord, use me in my generation. Then the first thing that has to happen is you have to put to death the members, uh, your, your flesh, which is what we're doing through prayer and fasting. We're putting our flesh down. And so this is what it's saying. You must put to death your members or, your, or these things in your body, in your life, which are on the earth. Fornication, uncleanliness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. And then it also says, now yourselves must also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, nor circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all in all. In other words, <coughs> excuse me, when you are not eternally minded, when you are not living from the Spirit, you are, you are at risk of, of participating in these things. You are at risk of opening yourselves up because when you get so earthly minded, which is really just fleshly minded, you get so focused on the flesh, then these things begin to rile back up on the inside of you. That's why we have to put to death these things. That's why when you get born again, when you get saved, you know, there's a work called sanctification. There's a process in which now you have to, you have to deal with yourself. Come on, who knows what I'm talking about this morning? You have to deal with yourself. And so when you're earthly-minded... That's why it says, put to death these members which are on the earth. So when you, you have to change your, your thinking. You have to change your perspective. You have to get your perspective on things above and not beneath because things above are holy. Things above are pure. Things above are joy. Things above are, are peace, our life, our goodness. You know, if we go into um, where it talks about the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians, you know, love, joy, peace, goodness, meekness. Uh, self-control, that's the things of, of the spirit of, of eternity, of, of heaven, things above. But these are things beneath, fornication, uncleanliness, passion, evil desires. You have to put to death these things. And so, you know, you when you, one of the things I found, if you want to keep the fire burning as a believer, <coughs> and you want to you continue uh, to go further in your life, you have to have an addition of uh, of eternity and soul winning. You have to share your faith. You have to find some way, some shape, some form to get your mind off of yourself and get it onto others. 
And at the same time, as you're doing that, God is making you a priority because he'll add all things unto you. Like I said, Matthew 6, And so when you get your eyes off of you, because, you know, a lot of times we want to be all eyes on us. You know, we, it's us, 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 me, 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 uh, gimme, gimme, gimme. My name is Jimmy or Timmy. And so it's all about us. And we get our eyes off of others. And God wants to flip that because when you're eternally minded, it's not about you. You're safe. You're in the boat. You're in the ark. You know, you're safe. You're born again. You're going to heaven. If it's all just about us, we, you know, you're, you'll just be introspective. You'll be um, introverted. You won't go and tell anybody. But God wants to flip it. That's why he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And these signs will follow those who believe. So he was talking to the believers. He was talking to the church. He was talking to all the members, not just the apostles. And so, but they had, they had an understanding that the early book of Acts church that, hey, I mean, they thought Jesus was coming back uh, already that as fast as he left, he was coming back at their time. How much more our time when we're seeing all the signs of the times in an intense, in a very, very intense way. And plus, they didn't realize how big the earth was when they were there in Israel back in the day. So now we, we know we know everywhere on the earth that needs to hear the gospel. And the Bible says the gospel shall be preached unto the ends of the earth and then the end shall come. And that's where we're at now. And so you're putting to death these things. And then, but it's not just all the negative, all the negative. Then it goes into the positive, the holy things, the things above. Remember, we're talking about having eternal perspective, the things above. Verse 12, therefore, as the elect of God or as the church of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. These are tough things that the earth, the earthly-minded person does not want to do. I mean, you can probably think of somebody right now who is not kind at all to you, who has no humility, someone who's not meek, someone who is not forgiving. I mean, that's an earthly-minded person. And sadly, there's a lot of people in the church who are the same way because they don't understand their decisions right now impact eternity. Even the fact Jesus said, if you do not forgive uh, your brother, then it says forgive others so your father, your heavenly father can forgive you. If you don't forgive your brother, God cannot forgive you. So if you don't forgive, God can't forgive you. And you're at, you're at risk of, of splitting hell wide open even though you at one time got saved, but you have to get unforgiveness out of your heart. See, these are things above. These are walking by the Spirit and not by the flesh. I love this. I love this so much because Christ forgave us. So look, God sent a man from heaven called Jesus to teach us and to walk and to, to be an example of what it is to, to think, be a person who is heavenly-minded and an earthly incredible you know, some people say, you're too heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. That's not a good saying. You, the real saying is, you're so heavenly minded, you're so earthly incredible, because what? You're walking around in forgiveness, because you're putting on tender mercies, because you're being kind, because why? The rest of the world is not doing this. <laughs> All you have to do is get online on social media, and you'll eventually find somebody who's full of hatred, cussing somebody out, using coarse language, talking about fornication, talking about these things. I mean, it's easy to be fleshly, but this, this is the real work of an eternally minded person. And then it says, 
It says this, and then it says verse 15, or verse 14, but above, above all these things. So in your notes, you should write this down. Above all these things, put on love. Put on love. Above everything, put on love. And what does love do? Love tells the truth. Love tells somebody else, hey, I love you so much. I love you so much, I got to tell you the truth. And, you know, <laughs> if uh, someone who really loved you, if you got something caught in your teeth or something, you know, normally it's your spouse or whatever, you love each other. If something's caught in your teeth, you know, you expect them to tell, tell you, hey, there's something in my mouth. There's something in your teeth. You better get it out. You know, they tell you the truth. But others around you who don't really love you, they ain't going to tell you that there's something in your teeth. You know what I'm saying? That's a basic example. But we're to put on love to a higher level, to a higher standard, which is telling people the truth, no matter what, how they respond, what they think, the truth is Jesus is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. No one else goes to heaven except through him, period. It doesn't matter. And we don't tell them with hatred. You know, how many have seen the, the guys standing outside with the signs, uh, you're turn or burn, turn or burn, you're, you're a wicked, dirty sinner. I mean, my God, you're the dirtiest sinner that's ever existed. And uh, you've seen those people. No, that's not the love of God. That is, um, that's, that's just mean. <laughs> They're telling the truth, but it's, it's mean. We're not to be mean. The Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. And so we put on love saying, hey, I love you so much. And this, the thing is, the love of God transcends beyond just your family. Because the thing is, the first thing we think of when we say put on love is we think of our family. We think of our, our kids. Our, if you have grandkids, your grandkids, your spouse, your mom, your dad, your grandma, your grandpa. And that's love. I'm not saying it's not love. However, true love is is caring about even those around you. That's what God did. He, he loved the world. He loved the world. For God so loved the world. And so love came down and was sent, sent Jesus for us. And so we need to have a, a perspective of, hey, I don't know this person, but I know God loves him. And the love of God, the Bible says the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. And so that love that, that you need to let God uh, illuminate in your in your mind and in your spirit is the love for those around you and to tell them the truth that that there is a way to heaven and all they have to do is call upon the name of the Lord and they shall be saved. I mean, this is the message of the Bible. This is why we exist. Not just me. This is why the church exists for more people to be saved. And yes, there's other subjects that God wants us to get. He wants us to grow. He wants us to prosper. He wants us healthy. And we're going to hit on all those things. But at the core of this whole thing, the core of this Bible right here is that every man must be born again or he will not even see the kingdom of heaven. And we have to take a responsibility for our generation. And that's what Emily and I are doing. We're taking a responsibility for our generation, that our generation is not going to go to hell. Our generation is not going to be without a voice that is speaking out. It's telling people that, hey, you might be living this one uh, way in life, and I don't 
agree with it, with society and how they believe, but I will tell you the truth, that there is a God who loves you, and that if you call upon his name, you shall be saved. Why? How, would, how do we drive like that year after year, year after year? What keeps us going? What's the secret? If someone was to say, Nick, what's the secret to the fire in your life? I'll tell you the secret. It's being eternally minded and winning souls. It's keeping that eternal perspective. That's the secret. That's the secret. It's not about building um, a huge ministry, and we'll have one one day. I, know, I believe we're growing. Every year we've grown. We're growing. It's not about that, though. It's about getting as many people as possible uh, saved before it's eternally too late. And I found out that's the secret to your life. The more we go after souls, the more more we go after people, it's like adding gasoline to the fire, and it keeps us going. You can't be a soul winner and not have fire. You can't. You cannot. And so some people are asking, well, man, you're, I really want to win souls, but I don't know how. We have a book um, called You Can Win Souls. It's on Amazon. You can look it up or you can go to our website, xanderministries.com, and you can get that. And that's every single lesson we've ever taught on soul winning. And, uh, you know, we do it in person. We've done it here in Bethlehem. We've done it with uh, Pastor Joe in Strongsville. We did it in uh, Virginia when uh, now Evangelist Ben was there. We've done it in many different places. We're going to keep doing it everywhere we go. Why? Because with the more people who get out and share their faith, the more people who can get saved. I don't need credit for that. They don't have to come back and say, man, uh, you know, Nick Zayner was the one uh, who gets the credit for this. No, I'll get the credit in heaven. I just want as many people saved as possible. I mean, that's what happened to me. Uh, you know, how did God uh, first open my eyes? I remember I just got saved. It was probably six months into me getting saved. Back in 2015, I moved and transferred down to Terre Haute, Indiana, and went to a church called, um, God, what is it called? Uh, oh, my gosh. It was the Assemblies of God Church there. I can't believe I'm blanking on that. Chris would know if he's on. Something Tabernacle. Man, I can't believe that. It's something Tabernacle. Either way, it doesn't matter. I went there, and there was a man there who found me and my brother uh, sitting on the front row, and he came over one service, and he said, hey, I want you guys to come with me. We're going to go uh, doing street ministry. And uh, Chris said yes, and I said yeah. But on the inside, I, said, I was telling myself, I absolutely do not want to go. I was shaking at the knees. I was like, man, I don't want to do this. I just want to sit in this church and just experience God and, and, and give me revival. And I don't want to go anywhere. And so, but I ended up going anyways because I'm a man of my word. And I said I would go and Chris really wanted to go. And so, so we went. And I'll never forget just the first time uh, we hit this uh, house. And many of you have probably heard this story before, but Cross Tabernacle. I don't know. My mom's on. Thanks. Cross Tabernacle. I was blanking on that cross tabernacle um but i remember going and uh, the man who was leading us he liked to pray in the spirit it was just like us three and another girl came with us and um he likes to pray in the spirit and just like be led you know turn left turn right he's like i think we need to turn left here turn right here and we just end up at a place and so we're all just praying in the holy ghost and uh, I remember where he got kind of downtown-ish, and he said, he's like, I he turned left, and then he saw this alleyway, and he felt to go down the alleyway. So he goes all the way down this alleyway, and then he looks to his left, and there's this house uh, where uh, all these women um, are sitting outside on this porch, 
And the Lord speaks to him and says, this is the place you need to go. And so uh, we uh, got out of the car and the, the girl with us was the one who approached the other women first and broke the ice and began to talk to them and uh, let them know why we were there, you know, just using proper protocol. And um, then uh, we all just began, once they knew why we were there, uh, we began to share the gospel with them. And I remember the guy with me, he said, hey, my brother Nick, he wants to share something with you. And I was like, what, me? This is like my first time going out. I don't want to share anything. I just want to watch. But he pushed me out of the boat, and I remember um, sharing the simple gospel with them, and uh, once we began to share the gospel with them, just remembering uh, the look on their face when they received Jesus as their Lord and Savior and how they began to really just cry and break uh, for God. And I mean, that was the first time my eyes were open to eternity. And little did we know um, that that place, we didn't know there was no signs on the house or nothing. We didn't even ask them until we were done preaching and everything. And it was a rehab center for women who were trying to get off of drugs and alcohol and had major issues in their life. So God sent us right to the broken, to those who really needed it. And I remember all of them, all of them got born again. And then that's when the Lord used me in the gifts of the spirit. There was a lady there with pain in her back and I felt a word of knowledge. I said, Hey, is there pain in your back? And she said, yeah, it hurts really bad. And then we, we prayed for her and she was instantly healed uh, right there on the doorstep. And I, I just have never forgotten that time. And so you sometimes, uh, you know, you just need to step out. You need to step out and watch what God will do. And I mean, is as you do it, like God will break your heart. You know, maybe you go to a church and they give altar calls, you know, soak in that moment and don't just take it for granted. Like, okay, yeah, it's time to go. You grab your bags and head out and you don't think of any you, you, people just, some people are just so rude. They get up and leave during the altar call. Like it's not a big deal. That's the most important part of the whole thing is when people get saved. That's the whole reason why the church is there. I mean, if you get up and leave during an altar call and you don't have a good reason to, I mean, you need the spirit of slap needs to come upon somebody and give you a nice slap because that is not the time to leave. That is the time to, to realize eternity right there. The battle between heaven and hell is right happening right before your eyes. And it happened for you before. Wouldn't you want people to take respect for you? Wouldn't you want people to uh, respect that, the fact that you're just being transitioned from darkness into light? I mean, I know looking back, I don't know if anybody left when I did, but I mean, if that's my son or daughter or whoever, I don't want no distractions going on. That's the most important part. And so you have to take time, and I want to encourage you today as I come to a close, I want to encourage you today, make it a prayer point. And your prayer point should be this, Lord, Open my eyes to eternity and to your heart for souls and pray and let God just open your eyes. Let God break your heart for souls. Let God do that work in you. It's, it's nothing, you know, it's nothing man could do. It's not, man cannot do this. I'm doing the best I can, but I'm not doing it justice. What will really take place is when the Holy Spirit moves upon your heart and upon your mind for that. So I want to pray real quick. Father, I thank you, Lord, for those watching. Lord, as they press in today, 
to uh, seek your face. Lord, I pray that you would open their eyes to eternity, that they would have an eternal perspective. Lord, break their hearts for souls as we're pressing in these next uh, couple days uh, of prayer and fasting. Lord, may the one thing that they leave these tw- three weeks with is a, an eternal perspective every single day of their lives, that they'll see people the way you see people, that they'll they'll have the understanding that there's a, those are people around them that are going to heaven or hell and use them, Lord, to impact those around them and their influence in the way that you've used them and their gifts and their talents and their callings, Lord. I know not everyone listening to me is called to be an evangelist, but everyone are called to do the work of an evangelist. So I pray, Lord, that they would have an eternal flame that would never be quenched from this day forward in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Well, before I close, I want to give you an opportunity to sow into sow into souls. I almost said said it backwards. Soul into souls, but sow into souls, and you can do so by doing it here on the screen. There's different ways to give: uh, Cash App, PayPal, Venmo, and uh, you can see. You can go to zanerministries.com forward slash give. It's one way to do it. You can also um, go send in a check to Zaner Ministries to P.O. Box 125, Copley, PA. That's Zaner Ministries 125, Copley, PA. And uh, you can also sign up to become a partner by going to our website, zanerministries.com. Zanerministries.com. Here we go. You know, also, a new way to give is through Zelle. You can see it there. On the screen, you can scan that QR code. And anyone who gives $25 or more, we want to send you this gift. called It's our new prayer journal that's available. It's also uh, available on Amazon now. You can get it. Uh, it's a powerful thing, tool that you can use over the next 12 months to um, record your testimonies, write scriptures, and uh, all your prayer points can be put in there. You can start it at any time, any month. Then those who sign up to become a partner at $84 or more a month, we want to send you our brand new book, Run to Win, that is going to be released on January 22nd. And you can get it early by sowing today, and we'll mail it out to you. You just have to go to Zaner Ministries forward slash offer. Amen. And so we want to thank you ahead of time for sowing, being a part of the Z team. Uh, Me and Emily love you and appreciate you all. And uh, we can't wait to see what God is going to do this year. Thank you for listening to the Zaner Ministries podcast. Please consider becoming a monthly covenant partner with us. We're asking God for 100 people to stand with us financially as we continue to win the loss in America. Go to ZanerMinistries.com and click on the Give Now button and become a monthly covenant partner today.